You're listening to the Texas Standard. In 2004, a journalist from Texas named Bill Bishop coined the term the big sort, suggesting that we are sorting ourselves into largely homogenous communities, not just red state and blue, but right down to our neighborhoods, leading to a kind of cultural inbreeding that makes it impossible to understand those who aren't part of our own community and easier to demonize. Again, that was 2004. And the outcome of the 28 midterms, while some might suggest has pushed Texas toward purple, doesn't look that way closer to the ground, closer to real life. To the contrary, we see reinforcements of our own selves. And when we don't, we go to a place that does. After the 2018 midterms, both sides, commentators tell us, have something to celebrate. But you know, perhaps it's also an opportunity to ask ourselves what exactly we are celebrating and whether we are in charge of our political lives or whether politics now controls us. Let's turn to the Texas legislature where Tarrant County appears to be witnessing political migration of some sort. Joining us now is Texas House Representative Chris Turner of District 101 in Tarrant County. He's also the chair of the Texas House Democratic Caucus. Thanks for coming on the Texas Standard. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I think a lot of people have their eyes on Tarrant County and uh, what seemed to be a, a, a political change, perhaps a sea change, some might suggest. Uh, uh, would you would you say that you're seeing that sort of political change there? Well, absolutely. We had a huge night in Tarrant County Tuesday. One of the highest profile races in the state was the Senate District 10 mm-hmm. uh, race. Uh, and this this is a district that is a swing district. It's been represented by Democrats and Republicans over the last uh, 20 years. But uh, Democrats won big uh, in Senate District 10 Tuesday night. Uh, and I'm so excited that my friend Beverly Powell is going to be the next senator from SD10, uh, who's going to be a great champion for public education. And, and for jobs. And she won that election with bipartisan support. And that's what that's, that district wants, is a bipartisan senator. In addition to that, uh, we were thrilled, obviously, that uh, Beto O'Rourke uh, carried Tarrant County, uh, something a Democrat has not done, uh, I I think, since the early 1990s mm-hmm. or mid-1990s. Let, let, let's pull back just a moment, though, from Tarrant County, because as big as that was, you look at statewide, 12 Texas House pickups by Democrats in the midterm. What, what will you be able to do with those gains? Because Democrats still won't have a majority in the Texas House. Well, uh, D- Democrats have been able to do a lot, only having 55 members in the Texas House. So uh, I-, I can't wait to see what we're going to do with 67 members in the Texas House. The, the reality is is that the House is now very evenly divided, um, and-, and neither party is going to be able to do whatever it wants uh, all the time. Uh, People are going to have to work together on a bipartisan basis and address the real issues people care about. Democrats are serious about focusing on helping our public schools, increasing access to health care for all Texas families, Mm -hmm. and creating a strong uh, uh, economic and jobs environment. Uh, We want to work with our Republican colleagues on on those issues, and uh, we need to spend our time on that and our energy on that, not on things like bathroom bills uh, and and new attacks on women's health care and divisive immigration rhetoric. I want to get back to issues like bathroom bills and that kind of thing, but uh, just focused on the House for the moment. Of course, there's going to be a race for House Speaker now that Joe Strauss has uh, announced he's uh, stepping uh, aside. Do you see the the new Democrat plurality, uh, uh, stronger as you're describing it, influencing that race for House Speaker at all? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Democrats are going to be central to the uh, election of, of the next speaker. The next speaker is only going to be elected uh, with strong bipartisan support. So there's going to be some horse trading, it sounds like. 
Well, I don't know that I would call it horse trading. I think that um, you know Democrats are interested in having a speaker who will work with all members of the House to uh, see that members can represent their districts, that the House is run and operated fairly, and that again we focus on the on the real issues facing Texas. Uh, and and public education is is job one. I want to get back to that bathroom bill. Dan Patrick, lieutenant governor, re-elected with a rather comfortable margin and still a supermajority there. What what will that do to uh, your ambitions uh, as a Democrat? Well, I, I think I think Dan Patrick had a bad night. Actually, uh, he he uh, performed uh, far below uh, what Governor Abbott received. Um, clearly, there's uh, dissatisfaction with uh, Dan Patrick's performance as Lieutenant Governor, and um, and he lost two state Senate seats. Uh, Dan Patrick campaigned hard for Connie Burton and for uh, Don Huffines, mm-hmm. uh, and both of them lost. So I I I view it as a terrible night for Dan Patrick, and he also lost a lot of his. Uh, allies in the Texas House, like Matthew Rinaldi. I think that that what we saw Tuesday is that Texans are rejecting um, and putting the brakes on Dan Patrick's extreme agenda, bathroom bills, and other nonsense. Uh, and and they sent a they sent a message that they that's why they're electing more Democrats in the House and the Senate because they want uh, leaders who are going to focus on the issues that matter. Chris Turner is state representative of Texas House District 101 in Tarrant County. Representative Turner. Thanks so much for speaking with us on the Texas Standard. You bet. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right, let's move a little bit east now. Texas House District 134 is located in Harris County, and it is represented by Sarah Davis, a Republican who just won a fifth term on Tuesday. Congratulations, Representative Davis. Thanks for taking a few minutes out to talk with us on the Texas Standard. Well, thank you, and it is my pleasure. We were just talking with Chris Turner, your Democratic colleague from District 101, and he said... By dint of greater numbers alone, you know, uh, Democrats picked up 12 seats. They're going to have more of a say in the selection of a new House Speaker uh, in that still majority Republican chamber. You think he's right? I think he's absolutely right. I think picking up 12, um, and it may be 11, um, I think that Representative Schofield has yet to concede. Mm. But picking up that many seats, whether it's 11 or 12, definitely changes the landscape. Um, in the speaker's race. For so, sure. so what is, uh, how do you uh, come together on a House speaker? I, I, I said, well, so there's going to be some horse trading here, or is there some common ground between Democrats and Republicans on the House side? Well, that's a really good question. And a lot of us are really grappling with it because for the majority of the House members, this is the first time that we've ever experienced what we would call an open speaker's race. Um, you know, most of us have come in when Joe was a speaker. Um, Obviously, there's exceptions, but the vast majority of us have never gone through um, a race like this. Within the Republican caucus, uh, we did change the bylaws to create a process in which um, we elect the speaker from the caucus. Um, So on December 1st, I believe, the Republican caucus is set to meet Mm -hmm. and proceed with the process of electing a speaker from the caucus. Um, How that will work and or if that will work remains to be seen, um, especially in light of the fact that, of course, the Democrats made such um, such gains. So uh, I, I have to ask you about the political dynamics here, because as we were discussing earlier, Democrats flipped 11 or 12, depending on how that turns out, uh, seats in the House. Uh, Many of those in and around Houston, what do you think is going on? Well, what I think is going on is for far too long, at least in the last two or three um, legislative cycles, 
state leadership has really been governing on issues that don't affect everyday Texans. I mean, the last legislative session, we uh, were forced to spend more time talking about where people go to the bathroom uh, than what's going on in our classrooms. We really should be focusing on things like public education finance and infrastructure and the Medicaid program, uh, shoring that up. But instead, uh, we tend to uh, have focused on really what I would call wedge issues or more social issues like abortion. Um, vaccines became controversial mm -hmm. uh, all of a sudden and any good positive pro-vaccine reforms um, were not able to be advanced. And so we've just, uh, we've not been governing um, on issues that affect average Texans you know, and that are common sense issues. Joe, and, and because of that, I think the the, predict, the election cycle was pretty predictable. It was know, just a matter of time. Joe Strauss, the, the outgoing House Speaker, told uh, Evan Smith of the Texas Tribune uh, that uh, he thinks that the Republican Party in Texas is going one way as Texas itself is going another. What do you think? Um, I tend to agree with the speaker on that um, because the state of Texas wants, you know, we want to keep economic uh, growth going. We want our economy to be strong. We want good public schools and we don't want people, uh, our legislators, to spend all their time uh, being potty police and, you know, other social issues. Those are not the things that affect Texans everyday lives. So I think Texans are tired of the legislature uh, convening and not talking about things that are important to the average Texan. Sarah Davis, she is a Republican who represents House District 134 in Harris County. Representative Davis, thanks so much for speaking with us on The Standard. It is my pleasure. Thank you.